Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Thicket, episode four. My name is Bryce Derrickson. I'm the host. And um, every episode, we're exploring some of the odd and unusual stories and personalities and curiosities in and around my new hometown, Robbinsville, North Carolina. Trust me, there is no shortage in this town. Um, it may be small, but there is a lot to unpack here because when I arrived, I found out who knew there is a booming zoo economy or industry in this little tiny town. There are seven zoos in the city limits, and that's not even counting what's out in the county. Uh, so we're going to be exploring some of those stories. And today we're honored to hear from some of those who sit on the seat of power in the municipal government of Robbinsville, as well as some of those who would knock those politicians off their perch. And um, speaking of perch, we're going to get our first tape from within a zoo, and it is bird-related. So you're welcome for that pun. Before we get to the good stuff, let's catch you up on what you may have missed in previous episodes. Zoos. Okay. Okay, and the people yep. who work at them are crazy. The people who run them are crazy. Well, it's, it's not perfect. I mean, we're all competing. You can't have seven plus zoos and 30 square miles and not have a very cutthroat competition, let's face it. Well, yeah, I mean, you have to listen to the Holly Johnson, the mayor, and... Well, the government, not that long ago, they started taxing and regulating the zoos in this really kind of, this way that I don't think I've ever seen before. You're essentially saying that there's zoo police yes, that regulate this. There are. Charles Sundridge is the biggest swindler of them all. He is the reanimated corpse of P.T. Barnum. In Atlantic City during Prohibition, I invite the danger, the mystery, the suspense. I mean, the leopard glows in the dark. It glows in the dark. I actually was just down there, and we saw a lot of shady stuff. The Forsyth Leopard is a creation. Tell everyone. The remains within the cage have been confirmed as Leroy Jensen. Leroy Jensen started his career as a game warden. So he was the very person whose job it is to protect the animals and keep poachers from profiting off of them. Do you think that laser bats exist? Beats me. I got a fortune cookie yesterday. It said, your treatment of others will pay you back tenfold. Now, I have several thoughts about this, this karma idea. But first, what the hell, fortune cookie? Normally you say innocuous, supportive, not really fortune things like you have a good sense of humor in your personal affairs. I want you to be vaguely supportive of how I already feel, <laughs> like a horoscope reading. I don't need some soothsaying pastry telling me is about to get real. Anyhow, this whole thing got me thinking about karma, about the social construct of it, the way that we collectively want to believe in a system of justice in the universe. So what's interesting about the system of karma is how we are both master of and subject to it. We created it, at least the idea of it, by speaking it as a categorical framework to one another. But then we also live under it, under the rules of that system. Once we say it out loud, we begin to look for it in the world around us. So at the turn of the 19th century, there was this sociologist philosopher, Emile Durkheim, who did a lot of work on totemism and animalism. Basically, he thought, I bet we could learn a lot about ourselves as a society if we looked back on the earliest forms of religion. I don't know why I gave him that voice. Um, anyway, so he did that. 
He discovered all kinds of things about how groups of people develop virtues and deities and religions. Say, if I'm a tribesman who needs my kids to be sneaky hunters, I might say, hey kids, see how sneaky that snake over there is? We want to all be sneaky hunters, so let's be like that snake. And over time, the snake becomes a totem for us, a symbol of that sneaky virtue we all want to have. One more example. The Thunderbird is a mythological story prolific amongst a lot of Native American cultures. Think about it. A giant bird that flaps its humongous wings with such fervor and violence that it creates thunderclaps? Uh, Yes, please, that's badass. And it anchors a big, amorphous, terrifying experience like thunder inside a small, comprehensible one. Any kid can watch a crow loudly beating its wings and go, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Kind of like karma. We start with the chaos out there in the world, just human interactions, right? I state the karmic rule, do unto others, yada, yada. And then later, when someone gets their comeuppance, I'm like, yeah, karma's a bitch, huh? I've interpreted experiential events I had through the framework I spoke into existence before they happened. When you come to Robbinsville, you get the sense that animals in this go-big way work like that for the town, like that framework. The animals precede us. They were here before us, really older than us. The animals in this town, they are the chaos. But at the same time, we're constantly trying to capture them, define them, study and explore them. Or maybe I've had too much scotch. Welcome to The Thicket. Ladies and gentlemen, it's 6.02 a.m., and it is a chilly, clear 42 degrees outside. As always, Robert Randolph here with you, and it's Wednesday morning, which means it's time for Robert's Rapology. Well, as everybody knows, once a week I like to take a couple of minutes and respond to some of our listener emails that point out any flubs, guffaws, whoopsies, and any flat-out factual errors that I may have made so that I can say... To get us started today, Angela from Andrews writes, Dear Robert, I love your show and I think you're the best. Thank you, Angela. But it did rub me a bit raw when you referred to the co-op as the coop and insinuated the folks that gather there are gossipy hens. I think the co-op is a great place where hard-working Western North Carolinians can see each other trade livestock tips, and keep up on current events. I'd hate for a local business to be harmed by some hopefully unintentional celebrity slander. Well, Angela, allow me to say... Me so sorry! Brad from right here in Robbinsville says, Hey, Robert, not a big deal, but you mentioned the breast cancer walk on the 28th is five miles, but it's actually five kilometers, which is only 3.1 miles, just FYI. Well, Brad... Me so sorry! Also, uh, regarding how much time you have in your hands, Brad... Me so sorry! And finally, just wanted to... to give a personal apology to the Fountain Inn Zoo for my comments about their coming attraction. Mooney the golfing gorilla on his way to Shanghai three nights only, October 7th, 
8th and 9th, four shows on the hour starting at 6 p.m., group discounts for families of six or more. Anyway, I, I hadn't realized that the reputable and entertaining Fountain Inn Zoo had recently been purchased by the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians of North Carolina, which also owns Cherokee Broadcasting, which, of course, is our parent company. Of course. So go see the hilarious Mooney the Golfing Gorilla and all his friends at the exciting Fountain Inn Zoo just two miles west of Highway 74. Fountain Inn Zoo, we are apeshit crazy about fun. Well, that's, uh, that's it for Robert's Repologies. Uh, let's get you back to the music. Today's episode is all about that old form of karmic balance, doing unto others. About how sometimes we don't do the right thing, but then try to make it right. It's about apologies. Sometimes they're meant, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're not said when they definitely should be. It's hard to admit when you're wrong. We've got some great pieces of tape to prove it. And to circle back on that totem motif, if animals can be a stand-in for human virtues, which would be the totem for being apologetic? Well, it's pretty obvious, right? The crow, or at least eating one. We've got some very special crows here in Robbinsville, one that only comes out when it's raining, or Maybe it actually brings the rain? No one knows. Poppy will have that story later. First, I wanted to run another segment from BCTV recorded by my upstairs neighbor, Will Wintergreen. Last week, we heard him interviewing Charles Sundrich from Robin Falls Zoo. In this clip, he's talking to the mayor of Robbinsville, Holly Johnson. I, I say talking, but it kind of feels like he's trying to ambush her. And then he does. Miss <laughs> Mayor, Miss Mayor, Miss Mayor, do you have a moment to speak? It's okay, I don't mind. Um, yeah, I don't mind if you don't mind walking a couple blocks. Great. Um, I was... Uh, oh, by the way, it's Mrs. Mayor. I'm married and have a new title now. Oh, yes. Continue. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Holly, do you have any comment on Lincoln Park not acquiring any new species? No comment. Look, it is disappointing when one of your big buyers doesn't give your economy a boost. But no matter, we have San Diego soon. There's been some rumblings that San Diego is going to decrease the number of days it's here due to some unsteadiness in our economy. What do you say about that? Look, San Diego is a big deal. San Antonio, St. Louis, Dallas, we're going to rebound. San Diego is bound to see something they like. They have bought from us for several years in a row. Four years. Four years in a row. Any plans to rein in the Zoo Masters? We have some big personalities in town. Yeah, but Lincoln Park went out of their way to call out Thomas Slant, Horton Silva, Charles Sundrich. They really called out even the Forsyth Leopard as perhaps being bio-tampered with. McCarter's looking into those allegations. What do you say, Ms. Mayor? I don't Then talk to McCarter. All I know is that the men that you just mentioned are the titans in our industry. You just can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I like Forsyth, too. He is cute. Oh, three bucks to the left. Okay, uh, switching subjects, do you have a response for those who say that the run magenta system is broken before it's even performed its first function? Who says that? Uh, um, there's reports of the alert going off at non-life or death situations. Um, I think Thomas Sundridge sent out a coupon last week, too. <laughs> wow. Charles Sundridge? What a guy. I mean, that man could sell ice to Eskimos. He's probably bribing the right people at the county office. Do not print that. No. Look, I think the run system is designed for all of our safety. And one day, one day soon, I'll be willing to bet that we'll be glad we have it. 
Holly, I know that you knew Leroy Jensen personally. Um, I'm very sorry about his passing. Is there anything you want to say about that? My heart goes out to his sister Alice, who's a lifelong friend. You know, she makes the best coconut cream pie. <laughs> um, Holly, so many of Leroy Jensen's of the world get their illegal animals from across the state line in Tennessee. Do you think there's hope for McCarter's division to get permission to operate out of state? I am not hopeful. I'm not hopeful that McCarter and Robbinsville will reach an easy understanding. Gene Ingalls, he is the sweetest man, but he is completely blind on what is going on in his backyard. He is looking at Memphis when he should be staring at Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge. They are hotbeds for criminal activity. But Gene, he is just, I mean, he is just the sweetest man. Do you know he was a painter? No, I didn't. Oh man, his watercolors, they are just great. Almost there, here we go, over right there. Okay, uh, how was your honeymoon? Um, it was great. Have you ever been to Destin? It is beautiful this time of year. Oh man, those panhandle beaches, just amazing. Okay, one last thing, Holly. Can you, uh, can you take a look at this for me? What am I looking at here? Well, I'm pretty sure that's you, and I'm pretty sure that's not your husband. Um, no comments. We are late. Can you confirm this pictures of you and Bobby Breeden, the leopard minder from the Shiva's Continental Zoo? Is this a new relationship for you, Holly? Ma'am? <laughs> we got her. Now, Holly's a big girl. She can handle a little criticism and should be able to avoid getting her feelings hurt by some guy with a camera. In fact, she probably should be used to it. However, that last segment felt a little slimy to me, almost like we're in TMZ territory. So Will, <laughs> who's here with me, uh, what was that all about? Oh, come on, man. That's not what we're talking about, yeah, is it? it is what we're talking about. Bryce, now you're ambushing me. It's kind of bull. Yeah, well, probably. So you need to know how it feels. Here it is. You're ambushed. Okay. What's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, podcasting audience. Bryce Derrickson invited me to come over tonight, drink his wine, and talk about the laser bat, which I am prepared Not to do. Not anymore. That's another episode. Uh, wait, another episode you already did? Oh, one coming up. Don't change the subject. Stick to it. Let's talk about this Holly Johnson thing. <sighs> okay. F you want to know why I ambushed Holly Johnson? Yes, I want to know your reasons, and then I want you to call her and apologize. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. Holly Johnson is a mayor. Elected by the people twice. She's popular. She's not She's not a jerk or an egomaniac from everything I can tell. And yet you needed to do a little old-fashioned muckraking. Dude, you need to calm down. This is what I was asked to do. BCTV got a hold of that picture and asked me to get her reacting to it. This, what you're doing right now, is dumb. So, let's okay, let's just think through that. So, a local access station asked you to dig up some dirt on her. Yes. Right? A barely a network network. One named after a county asked you to go poison true. her personal life. Is that? Yeah. Yes, but this. But let's keep in mind the economics of a, a network like this. This is how they get bigger, more popular. TMZ is actually really popular. That so doesn't, they need that's not a this. legitimate reason. Ah, this is so dumb. You are always complaining about how bad, well, we, okay, we are always complaining about how bad it is here, right? Like That's like our thing. And yet stunts like this that you did, it makes things worse, man. I'm just, I'm just being straight with you. I feel like this is devious. You know, do we really need to know Holly Johnson is sleeping with a 
leopard minder, whatever the hell that is. It's the person who minds the leopards, Bryce. It's a pretty sexy name, okay? But that going after her for it is sleazy and cheap. It takes everybody's eyes off of real politics and policies, things that actually matter. Okay, look, let's break this down. Holly Johnson is a pretty cool mayor for sure. She's been tough on the criminal element. She's cracked down on all those weirdo zoos, but she's a public employee. I would argue that her private life is up for grabs because she's an elected official. And so you think that means that everybody in Western North Carolina needs to know she's having an affair? She got paid time off to go get married and to go to Destin on her honeymoon. And we know from the digging that I've done that she did some speaking down there during her quote unquote honeymoon. And I bet the city paid for her to go down there. They flipped the bill, Bryce. So what, she took some time off and went to get married and have a honeymoon, and she did some work while she was there. So I don't understand why that means that you have access to her personal life. You think it does? Yes. It, that I feel like that's sexist. I don't think you would ever hold a man to that standard. The, you, uh, no, I, okay, fine. I will apologize to Bobby Breeden, but not to Holly Johnson. How about that? I don't know. I feel like now you're a misogynist. What would your mother say? Bryce, if you call my mother. I, I don't have your mother's phone number, but I do have Bobby Breeden's number. So <laughs> do you want to call and apologize personally? <laughs> this is so dumb. I, I, okay. I, came I will do it. I will do it. If you ask, if you don't do the same thing to the mayor. Okay. I will do this. You mean you'll, you'll apologize to Bobby, but not the mayor. Correct. And you, and all of this, you really need to apologize to me for not letting me talk about laser bats. It's something that <laughs> I was really looking forward to. I have okay, okay, a lot deal. of notes. I will, I appreciate that you came with notes and I will apologize to you for that. If you will apologize to Bobby, we're good. We're going to do this. Fine. Podcasting. So dumb. Not dumb. It's important. How do you even know Bobby? Hang on, I'm getting Where'd you get that phone. number? <laughs> phone book still exists here. Did you know that? Hello? I, yeah, hi, can I speak with Bobby, please? Yeah, this is she. Oh, um, Bobby Breeden? Yep. It's a it's a woman. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Breeden is a woman. <laughs> look. Hello. Look at you being a hypocrite, calling me sexist and misogynist on, while you're propagating okay, heteronormativity. Stop, stop, stop. I'm I'm so sorry about that. Um. Yeah. Sorry, Bobby. This is uh, <clears throat> this is Bryce Derrickson. Uh, do I know you? Oh, uh, no. Well, sorry. No, we haven't met. Uh, I have somebody here who needs to talk to you. I'm going to pass the phone off. Hang on one second. Um, hi, Bobby. This is Will Wintergreen. Is this a prank? No. Um, uh, you might know my name um, because I uh, reported on um, Mayor Holly Johnson um, and your, your name came up. Something for BCTV. Oh, you. Yes. Yeah, yes. I am me. So 
I just want to first off apologize for uh, Mr. Derrickson calling you. I mean, it's Stop. very rude. Um, but I also uh, think it's important to apologize for you know um, slandering, slandering you, and it's you know none of my business and or anyone else's. So I'm sorry. I get what you did. It is not the way I wanted it to come out. I wish it had never come out, but it's out. I probably won't see her again. I had real feelings for her. We were together for seven years. It wasn't like a little tryst. We were really close. It was genuine. Bobby, thank you uh, for forgiving me. And I don't mean to cut you off, but I kind of do. I... I really think you shouldn't say anything more. It feels like you're about to open up to me and I'm a stranger and it's then it's going to become part of a story and we're recording a podcast and it'll just make it worse. People are going to, uh, yeah. Oh, what's the podcast? Oh, it's, um, it's kind of like internet or DVR radio. You download episodes. No, 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 no. What's the name of the podcast? Oh, The Thicket. Done. Proud of you. Do you feel better? Yeah, but you know, I didn't really feel bad to begin with. But now that you mention it, I do feel like I lifted a weight, even if I didn't know it was there. So, what was all that other stuff about? Um, I thought you had the headphones on. Yeah, I. This is just. I can hear your mic. I can't hear the the call on this. Oh, really? Oh, she didn't say anything. Really, just. Just talked about changing lives. No, but you said something about like you were didn't want her to become part of the story. Mm. So I'm kind of curious what you meant about that. Well, I don't know. I'm not. Sh- I said that. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. And I'm, I guess I'm also curious about why you weren't surprised that Bobby was a woman. Oh, well, that's easy because I'm progressive and I don't make a bullshit. S- bullshit. I could hear the whole phone call. Okay. So how about that? How about them apples? You're already <laughs> working on another sleazy story, aren't you, Will? You you are already <laughs> digging up dirt on Bobby. Oh, Bryce. Like, come on. Now you are lying all over this place. Quit it. This is entrapment. <laughs> I can't believe that you've brought okay. me over Okay, here. okay, okay. All right. Will. What? I am sorry that I called you over here on false pretense of talking about laser bats. Thank you. And I made you do something that actually mattered that's really important and made you a better person. I'm so sorry for that. Yeah, I feel like my soul just filled a little bit. <laughs> um, okay, fine. I forgive you. Thank you. Um, let's take a little break. Uh, Will and I are going to hug this out, and we'll be right back. I cannot believe you recorded that. Now we check in with Poppy, who went to cover an animal unveiling at the Robin Falls Zoo. Poppy, I have to say, I, uh, I was pretty bowled over by this tape once again. That Thank you, you so back, much. Thank you I, so much. I don't want to spoil it. You paint the picture for us. Oh, sure. Okay. So the Robin Falls Zoo, that's the Charles Sundridge Zoo. Um, and for those who haven't been, it's just like this huge dirt parking lot. It's huge. Like 
when you drive by, it looks like they have space for twice as many cars as they could fit visitors in the right. zoo. Right. And so Sundrich uses that space to throw these periodic events meant to just entice people to stop by. It reminds me of when um, like when a car dealership has a 4th of July hot dog roast that doesn't have anything to do with cars, <laughs> but if they can just get you physically on the lot, it's like that. Right. But like way more frequently. Way more frequently. I think this was the third Super Sundrich Sunday this month. <laughs> Third, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, he always promises to knock your socks off, even if it's just shock and awe. So anyhow, I'm standing amongst roughly 75 to 100 people in front of a big tent. Under the tent, they've installed this raised platform, like a little stage, and there are kids performing. <laughs> because no one can say no to cute kids. That's right. They just Again, nothing to do with the zoo, <laughs> no. but parents come watch cute kids, and while you're here, buy a ticket to my zoo. <laughs> All right, anyway, here we go. Thank you, girls. Thank you, girls. Isn't she sweet? My daughter, everyone, did you see her? Another round of applause. So Sundridge has been touting this thing as the unveiling of the newly confirmed species, the Thunder Crow. But it's not an unveiling because it's been seen before. So I guess it's more of an opening ceremony now that it got the official seal. But honestly, the whole thing just seemed like this showcase for Sundridge. Like... You don't get this in the tape, but right after this, in an adjacent tent, his daughter was set up to autograph the playbill. No. Yeah, for a small fee. Guess how much? Wow. Guess. A dollar? Five. Five dollars for his kid to... Mm -hmm. Wow. He's fantastic. Who knew The Alchemist would make such compelling theater? Broadway. Really? Really. Well, thank you everyone for coming out today, braving the heat to be part of what will go down in the record books. No kidding. This is truly... A historic day in Robbinsville history. For the first time, scientists over here and authentic Native American medicine men over there, each mystics in their own profession, unite to unveil the bold new exhibit here at Robbins Falls. They have the rarely seen, never shown, the Thunder Crow. <laughs> yes, it is. It is exciting. I'm excited. It is exciting. So let me get straight to the voodoo men here. First, to represent science, the fine art of mathematics, let me introduce my friend, my good friend, the first man of KRT weather, the guru of the skies, the sultan of storm, Moore O'Brien. Yeah. Hi. Uh, thank you, Charles. It's always a pleasure to be roped into something like this, and I do represent science. I have a PhD in meteorological science, which was eight years of schooling. And yeah, I know all about actual science. Let me tell you just a little bit about what I tell my kids. And Charles, introducing me as a voodoo man, or that mathematics is an art, that's just a little bit out there, even for you, Charles. But uh, let me tell you what I tell my kids. Weather is a living thing. It's made up of organisms that respond to what other organisms are doing. Compounds change depending on the relationship they have with the world around them. Oxygen interacting with hydrogen makes water. The hotter the weather, and the cooler the front comes in, and the more likely it will rain. Precipitation. The heat naturally bonds hydrogen and oxygen up in the clouds. So, weather is alive just like all of us. Huh? I don't understand. So it's not like there's a magic wand. All due respect to my friend, the chief over there, there's nothing mysterious about what happens in the weather. It's just about our ability to monitor and track the science. Right? You guys getting it? Yeah? So, the Thundercrow, even though we know it's a confirmed new species, we don't know a lot about what makes it unique. We've only heard that it only comes out when it's raining. Is that true? I mean, it's anecdotal. Anecdotal at best. 
killing, killing. Okay, okay. Does anyone have any questions for Mr. O'Brien? Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, which way is the bathroom? The bathroom. <clears throat> well, it's just down the path there before you get to the Pikachu exhibit. Right there. Uh, yes, anyone else? Mr. O'Brien. Sir. We love you on KRT. Yes. Um, so Thunder Crow supposedly bring weather. Can we talk about how that could happen? Sure. Well, I'd love to. This is probably what Charles would like me to be saying. Yes, it sure is. Yes. So if we were to assume that the Thundercrow is actually bringing about weather, pseudoscience at the very best, we would actually be talking about an animal who's somehow able to interact with the living weather. Pure fantasy, complete nonsense. It's so dumb, but perhaps the bird's nervous system has some sort of divining rod ability to locate precipitation. Maybe what we're seeing isn't the bird causing the rain, but instead only coming out when it rains. Maybe it just likes to eat a particular strand of worm that only comes out during active rain. So, there's many intangibles, we just don't know. Thank you, Moore. Thank you. Any other questions? What's the deal with the forthright exhibit? I okay, on, on top of questions only, what... please. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 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 Yes. Yes, you in the back. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the weather supposed to be like today, then? Sunny. Sunny, a balmy 79. Okay, well, then my question is, how are we supposed to see the thunder crow with no rain? Uh, yes, what a great question from the back. Transitioning us to our next spirit man, Chief Cherokee. The chief, also a dear, dear friend of mine, has come all the way from his reservation to do a ceremonial rain dance in appreciation of the thunder crow, which some in his tribe recognize as a god Crazy, crazy. Chief, get on up here, say a couple of words. At this point, the chief, a 70-something Native American gentleman, wasn't moving, not getting up to the mic. Everyone had turned to him off of Sundrich's very elaborate motioning, but I don't think this whole thing was queuing up as tight as Sundrich had wanted. Okay, well, Chief Cherokee, everyone, a man of few words, few words. Took a vow of silence. Catholics and Cherokees, pretty much the same. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chief, you want to play your thing here? Okay, just pick it up, play it. Just play the damn song. Chief, another round of applause. Yes, excellent, excellent. As the Cherokees do their thing, we are going to do ours. So without further ado, I present to you the ninth confirmed species of the Robbinsville Thicket, exclusive here to Robbins Falls Zoo. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, other categories I haven't named, I give to you the Thunder Crow. So Sundridge then unveiled a huge box with glass on three sides. There was a big, fake-looking tree in the middle, but other than that, the exhibit seemed empty. Take a look at this. Then Sundridge flipped a switch, and the roof of the box started simulating rain. And you know, if I'm being honest, pretty darn cool. Yeah, it sounds like you were into it. I was! <laughs> That's so into it. And then as soon as that display started raining, sure enough, these two thunder crows slink out. I can't even tell where they've been hiding. They look like, okay, they're slightly bigger than normal crows, but with elongated beaks, sort of like um, like a crow 
across with a toucan. This here's the male, Flash. And the female, Eloise. Aren't they beautiful? She's lovely. I just have to point out, that sound was real thunder. Oh! No, it was, it was real thunder. Or, was, what do you think of this? It's where the blood peak by the fucking ankle on every once in a while. Language plays more. Family event. Best day ever. Best day ever! And it sounds like people are just shocked. It like, was stunning! Yeah. It was, you just subconsciously like, okay, like your brain's like, wait, it's sunny out. It's, I know it's sunny, but then you hear that sound, that just thunder clap and your brain goes, what? <laughs> it was, it was just chaos and so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You can admit it. It sounds, it sounds like it was cool. I wish I could have seen Sundridge's face when the, when it started raining. It was amazing. It was like the guy who told a true lie. He couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it. So are you starting to believe the thicket fairy tales now? Maybe. Certainly these fun yeah, ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, thanks for doing that. Um, oh, but before I let you go, did you get to see the Forsyth Leopard exhibit? Oh, the exhibit is closed. Ah. But but I did go through his trash to look for Chinese packages. Wow. But did not find anything. No, that's right. That's my gumshoe. Well, thanks. Wish I found something. Yeah. Makes me wonder if... Tammy last week was telling the truth. She definitely is. That guy should not wear those sandals. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you, Poppy. You're welcome. Okay. So remember the emergency system we talked about in episode one? Well, it made another alert this week that could only happen right here in Robbinsville. Let me play it for you. Emergency. Emergency. Do not ingest or inhale any byproducts derived from the white-legged tarantula, including tarantula tonic, white gummies, vipers hash, and Amazon juice. Those who have already been exposed should report directly to the hospital. If you have any improper products on hand, please dispose of them at the Hazardous Materials Management Facility. 50% off admission at the Robin Falls Zoo when you mention this alert. <laughs> oh, holy moly. Uh, tarantula tonic, white gummies, viper's weed, Amazon juice. So uh, I looked this stuff up and you can still buy the tonic online from, get this, Cousin Joe's Vape Shop for only $14.99. A vial containing four ounces of this so-called tarantula tonic will arrive at your door. It's advertised as white leg tarantula venom, which has been run through a special, I'm doing air quotes, you can't see that, but a quote unquote special purifying process and infused with herbs, which is awesome because based on how the website looks, I'm assuming a special purifying process means they uh, ran it through a coffee filter once. Um, and, and there's not just one type, they have all kinds, each promoting different, again, in quotes, powerful health properties. <laughs> Stick with us, we'll be back after this break.
The Thicket would like to thank our sponsor, Mountain Springs Brewery. Mountain Springs Brewery is pleased to announce that it is now just one state away from completing its national footprint with the addition of North Dakota, South Dakota, and Oklahoma. These three new markets will bring the total U.S. distribution to 49 states plus D.C. and one step closer to being in a small collection of American craft brewery style beer in all 50 states. Mountain Springs Brewery will begin shipping cans and draft to the Dakotas at the end of this month and will hold its official launch in both states during the first week of March. The brewery will lead with Hoppy Horn Rat Pale Ale in both 12-ounce and 19.2-ounce can packages, as well as draft in all markets across the state. Additional can offerings of the brewery core brands, Swan Frog Stout, Spring Zoo Ale, Classic Wrangle Pills, Prophecy Wine, and Horton Silva Silver Hefenweiser will be immediately available. Specific details for the launch week and retail events will be released before the end of this month and Mountain Spring Brewery will have an MSB sales team in place to kick things off right. Try the new French Broad River Red Craft Beer available now wherever fine brewery is sold. Mountain Springs Brewery. The Thicket is created by Owen Shiflett, Adam Lane, and Ryan Daniel Dobson. Our sound engineer is Kevin McCarthy, edited by Neil Ross. Our theme music was composed by Andrew Jed. Special thanks to Tiffany L., Jared Hardstad, Dana Caldwell, Brad Caldwell, Bobby Shiflett, Michael Weaver, Ben Quinn, Alex Smith, Patrick Cavanaugh, Wendy Weldon, and Tyler Glott. Additional music by Atrium 59, Kelly Reed, Michael Drake, Carrie falls into the machine at Chris Roman. Next time on The Thicket. The people that were turning in poachers were other poachers. They were getting rid of their competition. <laughs> Who shot him was anyone's guess. The man had a lot of enemies. Yeah, he practically founded the place, and now he's gone. Good riddance. So obviously his death has been a huge setback for animal rights activists and environmental conservationists in the area. Never before seen photographs that document laser bats shooting down prey with only their eyes. Have you ever seen a kangaroo shoot an AK-47? Have you ever seen a crocodile shooting a torpedo? It would be the first animal discovered to shoot lasers out of any orifice. I mean, that's something that we should be celebrating, not demonizing. Anytime money gets in the mix, it's just like anything else. It gets very ugly.